All right. The broadcast is live. <laughs> it is good Monday morning, everyone. We hope you guys are thawing out, staying warm. Hopefully there's no more ice, at least here in South Texas. There isn't any more ice, but we do hope that you are staying warm. You guys are listening to Author Talk with me, Amy Russell, and Sandy's with us today. Good old Sandy. And today we're just catching up, talking about different things going on in the author and writer community, book industry, things that we've experienced, okay? And let's just say... Last week was the week from hell for me, okay, to be fair, since we're going to talk about weekends and I'm going to roll right into it. You guys all know last week my husband went out of town. An hour later, my daughter got sick with the stomach flu. The whole, you know, shebang. Dallas got hit really hard with ice. That's where my husband was. So he ventured home on Tuesday in the <laughs> ice apocalypse up there, which was exhilarating for him because he's a risk and sliding all the way home. Oh, I bet Josh... I bet, yeah, Josh is a total risk taker, so I bet he really did love it. He did. Now, you know, once he made it out of Waco, he was fine, but he did make it and was all good. And then, you know, lo and behold, on Friday, I was, I don't know, like diagnosed or whatever with strep throat. And so me and Josh both have strep at the moment, and my case seemed to be a little bit worse than his. Everything is so swollen. And then like your uvula or whatever it is that dangled is stuck to one side because it's just everything so freaking swollen, okay? Okay, that's so gross. Fun. Yeah, that <laughs> Hey, you know what? It was my week from hell. So I feel that's like gross. everybody needs to share scary, all those things. <laughs> it's one of those things, but my kids are doing great. So hopefully this week is better. I'm on some medication. And you haven't I been to the hospital in a whole week. I, you know, this is a true statement. I haven't been to the hospital, which is quite lovely. Um, I am really sad, though. I am missing a book launch tomorrow that's in person. I'm missing David Bull's book launch at the Twig tomorrow due to this, and I don't want to spread it or give it to anybody. So that is sad. But I did have a really amazing book launch with Bridget Gates Press author Kathy Griffith. And her book, Melinda West, The Monster Gun Gunslinger, which was on Thursday, it was number one new release. It was been number one all week. So it's amazing. Russell tuned in. And so it was just a fun, a fun time. Who I was that character guest that I was saying he needs to be on our show? Oh, I think he's like a weird hat and stuff. Yeah, I have him. I have his email. I'm going to get him on the show. I'm excited to have him on. But I love doing things like that because right after that, I had, you know, the chills and I went down. But I love doing book launches, so I really hate to miss it. So I am very sad that I am missing missing David's. But I hope you guys had a better weekend than I did. So what all did you guys do? Amy, what's what was that book about that you had that uh, reveal that reveal on Thursday night about first? So it is a horror western book, which I to me I've heard of westerns and horror, but mashing them together is something that's new for me. So I have. I how do you mesh a horror and a western? I don't. I don't know that. It is. I've started reading it. I purchased it on launch day. And I've started reading it, and it is an amazing book. Now I love horror genre, and that's kind of my realm. Westerns aren't so much, but I like to kind of dive out of my comfort zone, and it's pretty amazing. I can't go into full detail yet because I've only read a couple pages of it, but it is very well written. So I'm excited. Uh, that does sound interesting. I'd like to find out more about that too. 
I do kind of like westerns. I do like David Bowles books and um, you know some of the other westerns, and and I loved um, you know books that were written by the author who passed away recently. Oh, he had a little bookstore in northern Texas, and he was a he was a great Larry McMurtry. So um, he wrote westerns, and I loved I loved those. So I would love to see how you mesh horror and westerns together that'd be interesting yeah. well we had an interesting guest on there zachary was on there i can't remember his last name but he writes jewish horror books and i've never heard of that and i was like that would like that's so creative like i'm dying to read one of his books because i'm i'm just like how do you mash those together so i mean there was amazing authors on there that have done some cool blends and mashups is kind of what the theme was and so i'm excited to kind of read those and meet new authors that's why i love doing the book launches but bl blankenship i have your email i will be writing you back to book you on the show russell is a huge fan and we are dying to have you on so i will respond to you today and get you on you know i would love to have the lady that you uh, did her launch on Thursday night on the show too, because I would love to find out, I'd love that fern questioning of how did she wind up writing Western horror uh, books? I would love to find out what's going on there. I will get her on. I will book it. Mickey. That's a Mickey thing. I'll message Mickey. <laughs> and get her on. <laughs> get her on. For sure. But what all did you guys do this weekend? Sandy. This weekend, I crashed. Nice. I, like I tell you earlier, I've been going back and forth to the doctor for the last month. The entire month of January, as I was did all my tests over again, everything at MD Anderson. And so this weekend, it was all over when I got word that everything came back negative. I honestly felt like Wow, I have been given a new lease on life, and and I and I really do feel like okay that that's gone. Now I go back to living my life, and um, so this weekend I just kind of meditated and thought. I went to the gym a couple of times, just looking over where I'm going, where I'm going now. Now that that's behind me, so um, but yeah, so I had a great weekend. Nice. Well, congratulations, Sandy. Thank you, Russell. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Russell, what did you do? So I spent my weekend experimenting with uh, OpenAI's chat GPT. And that's okay. one of the things I want to talk about today. I want to hear about that. We are really, uh, we are really at a whole new level of what, We've been talking about for 50 years about the onset, of, the onset of AI, and we're there. And uh, I expected to go into the weekend uh, and come out troubled and upset about it. And I came out saying, okay, I get it. It's no big deal. You so wow, that's, that's we cute. need to talk about it. But before we do that, I need to thank all the people that listen to us on our podcast. Uh, we uh, have been rated in the top 10 independent book authors uh, podcast in America. 
We're very humbled by it. We thank you for listening to us. If you want to see us live, you can see us on Facebook. Amy, where can they find us? Yeah. So if you want to listen to us, you can find us anywhere that you can listen to podcasts, Amazon Music, Apple, Google, uh, I want to say Stitcher, Good Pods, anywhere, Spotify, all of those places. If you want to see us and see my wacky hand movements and me and Russell kind of <laughs> communicate with facial expressions, <laughs> then go over to our Facebook group, our YouTube channel, or any one of our social media platforms. Follow us, any join the group, whatever you want to do to stay. And we love engaging. So commenting and we show them and we love engaging you and all that. But we are just super grateful and humble. This is our eighth year doing it. And it has just it, it, it sets the tone for us. And we just are so passionate and love doing this. So we are very humbled and grateful for all of you guys listening and watching us. And, you know, I as a comment on that, I can't believe, first of all, I can't believe it's been eight years. But second, um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I honestly have not heard anyone that even it comes close to what what you guys do, what we did, and then what you guys do. It's really, um, it's I think it's it's enlightening, but it, and it uh, works with authors and talks about the authors, but also it's fun. You know, it's not just listening, 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 listening to a podcast. It's engagement it's everything i i think you guys do an awesome job oh sandy we learned from the best well you didn't learn from me russell's the one that got this started well yeah I but you and russell I'm... together you and russell together are the ones that did it i just held the phone well we just happened to all you were out there from the beginning remember at the beginning you wouldn't even be on camera you had to be behind the camera talking so you've come a long way baby <laughs> i think it's but russell don't you agree it's just a different type of podcast and i think that's what makes it so special but it was it was your idea russell uh you need to talk instead of me for a second i have a truck going by oh okay okay <laughs> Well, you guys, tonight on Through the Eyes of Authors, it is our monthly meeting, and I have the wonderful pleasure of having Mark Leslie on. So he wasn't available to be live, but he did at a very kindly record an hour-long conversation with some slides and information about what all the industry, what's going on in the industry, different ways of book marketing, publishing, all of those things. So Mark Leslie, I met through Mickey Mickelson, which has been on the show. You guys know we are business affiliates. And he is a very big Canadian author in horror and speculative fiction. I believe he has also written some books with Joanna Penn, if I am correct. If not, Mickey, I need to correct me in the comments. But he was very gracious. And so he's going to be our guest speaker for the month. And I'm hoping to get him on one of these Mondays when he's back in town. So we may have two Mondays this month to have him live to answer any questions and stuff that you have. You guys opted to watch the video with me live tonight. So we will be meeting at 7 p.m. I'll send the link out at 4.30. If you want to be a part and come and listen and get some information from Mark Leslie, all you need to do is drop me a message and I will send you the link because remember the group's completely free and it's open to everybody. So if you're interested, let me know. But other than that, that's what we have going on this week. We have tons of book launches this month as well. But Russell, can you answer Sandy's question yet? Okay. 
Of what was your question? I was just said we were, I was talking about us getting started. You were the one that really came up with this platform kind of style that we use uh, for Author Talk, and well, uh, it evolved. It has evolved, yes. But in initially in the beginning, after you and I met at a conference here in Houston, and we started working together, and you had the idea that we do this show. And we started it. Remember, we started it there where you lived in the media room. And um, Amy was there, and we were out by the pool one time, and Amy would always sit behind the, the computer instead of in front of it because she didn't want to be on the sh- she didn't want to be on the show. Now she, that's all she does is she's on shows all week. I know she is. Amy, that's interesting. What shows in the last 30 days, what, how many different shows and what are the shows that you've been on? Because I think you're on like seven shows a week. No, I mean, I'm on a lot, but a lot, some of them just happen more than once. I mean, I have author talk, author talks near and dear. That always happens. But I'm on Greg's show, The Con Hour, and then I'll help him with his other one, The Conversation. And then, you know, I bounce around to other people's podcasts and help them. Generally, that's kind of where I'm at. And the guy that we had on last week, uh, he has a show. I would love to uh, be on that show because that was, he's like a physicist and a genius. He's been interviewed by Larry King. Did I did not know that going into that interview. Like, oh my gosh. I'm mad Larry King. He's kind of he was kind of a vegetable, so that's not that big a deal. It was a well-known per, well-known person though. I know who Larry King is. I've met him. I met him. I was like yeah. it is kind of a big thing. He was creepy too. Yeah, to be honest. But show the book of our other past author. Would you? You are reading my mind. So Patrick Greenwood, you guys, who we had on a couple weeks ago, was so gracious and sent me a copy of his book, Sunrise and Saigon. And it's a hardback. You guys, this book is beautiful. He also, I'm waiting to get he also has coffee beans. So I'm waiting to get that. And then I'm going to leave a review and do it because Josh is a huge coffee snob. But he also has a podcast, you guys, and I recommend being on it. But this was the nicest thing anyone has ever done for me is just sending me a, a book because they were on Author Talk. I absolutely love it. So Patrick, thank you so, so much. I, I And he has a big podcast, you said. He does. It's... um. Let me find it. It's writers and writers with uh, coffee, I think. But he he gave me the name of it. So let me look it up and then I will let you guys know because it's writers on writing or something. I Yeah, let me find it, you guys. But, Russell, you're muted. You're muted. Tell us about this uh, convention you're sponsoring. You guys, okay. (laughs) Everybody knows if you're in the Houston area, everybody knows Sandy, and Sandy loved networking, going to conferences, events. I feel like if Sandy, Sandy, I love you dearly, but if you could make a career out of going to conferences, you would nail it. It was weird. That paid, I would have been, I'd be with (laughs) Sandy at a conference is a weird thing. Well, okay, weird to watch. It's like going to watch a TV show. If you just hang back and watch her. 
I loved it though. I love watching Sandy in, in action when she goes to network and stuff because she just people just radiate to Sandy, right? Well, that's because I reach out to them. So they don't just like find me. I reach out to them. And I did the, the same thing happened when I went with James to his conference. I just go around the room and I really do try to talk to people that nobody else is talking to. So, um, you know, so there's, there's nothing to my madness. Oh, the podcast is Writers on Writers over Triple Espresso. That's the podcast. Sorry, I was looking it up. I am putting on my big girl business pants. I guys. didn't know what you were going to say there. <laughs> That's why I said pants, okay? Anyways, and I am going to sponsor the Historical Novel Society Conference this year. It's in San Antonio. And I am one of two premier sponsors this year of the event. And this is where working with Sandy has rubbed off on me because Russell, I'm sure, is going to chime in here on sponsoring events and doing all that. But it is, I've never heard of the society, but they reached out to me on my website, which is the biggest compliment to me to have someone reach out to me through my website. But I'm excited to get to meet a bunch of new authors be exposed to a society I had no idea was around. But when I mentioned it to Sandy, she was like, oh, yes. So she's so excited. It's like the premier conference or premier association for historical fiction writers and historical fiction novels. So, yes, it's a very big deal. And it's it's not only in in the U.S., it's also in in Great Britain as well, so in London as well. Yeah, I think they have like 11 chapters is what it was looking like. And so I invested in being a, one of their, their top sponsor this year for their event in June, and it's going to be in San Antonio, which all of you guys know I'm from, so any chance to go back home is going to be fun. But- oh, no, you don't have to pay for a hotel room because you can just jump the kids off with mom and stay there. Yeah, go stay with my mama, right? But you guys, I'm trying to convince Sandy to go with me. And you all know that's so hard to convince Sandy to go to Oh, yeah, it really is. (laughs) (laughs) So me and Sandy will most likely be taking San Antonio by storm here in June. And so I'm excited to see what it goes. It's my first time doing something really like this. And the fact that I'm manning a table and I got to get stuff for that table. But who better to have at my table with me than Sandy? Like, Sandy. Oh, yeah. Sandy will be great at the table. It's just that we disagree. And we, we've yeah. had these arguments a million times. The benefit, if there is a serious benefit of going to these conferences and having a table where you try to sell your books. Because yeah. I just don't believe mathematically it's beneficial. You know, I remember the first time you and I ever went to this now, it wasn't even this kind of conference. It was just a, a small one where authors were sitting at their table and, and doing and handing out um, cards and things like that. And we went through the whole line, and Russell was like so outgoing, so talking to each one of them. And we got outside, he goes, don't ever book me for anything like that. I'm like, but you were having a great time in there. He goes, only because I was going through and being nice to everybody. Don't ever do yeah. that to me. I'm such a lawyer. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. I'm a lawyer to the core. 
I was shocked that he didn't even like it and didn't want to ever do that because I thought he was having a wonderful time there. But yes, I love doing that. I love now where you when you go to one where the authors are just all sitting around the table and that's all you're doing. No, I honestly that's not beneficial. I agree with you on that one, Russell. But when you go to a conference that's like the one you're talking about, Amy, where you have sponsors, where you have tables, you have speakers, you have workshops, you have all the things that an author needs. That's the best place for you as an author to get to know other people. Not just other authors, but other vendors that are there that work with somebody in the publishing industry. So I love doing that. Love, love, love doing that. Well, the thing that I think about this conference she's having, this is a conference that I would love to go to because these these writers are people that I would love to have a drink or a cigar with. These yeah. are people that uh, would that would be happy to argue about the points that I love to argue about uh, <laughs> historical points. So I would, I actually think this is would be a great conference. It's not really a conference I would want to sell a book at it's more a conference i'd want to have a cup of coffee and meet these people i want yeah. to meet the people you're having this conference with yes yes well that's kind of what my thing is i mean uh i mean i'm one of the two premier sponsors so you know my logo and everything's going to be everywhere i think i'm supposed to give like a closing speech at the closing ceremony or something like that but i'm really going to broaden the author bubble right and i mean be exposed to a society I didn't even know was there. And just to meet, you know, that's kind of what my goal is, is just to meet new authors. And well, the good thing about being a premier sponsor like that is you get your name and your logo and your information broadcast over everything, every day, every speaker, everything. They're going to have your logo in the background or however they're going to do it. You get visibility, which is what you're paying for. Okay, you two have inspired me right now on the air. Uh, I'm over here in Georgia, and there is a writer's conference every week, either in Atlanta or in the Blue Hills of Georgia or in, in the one of the little towns in Georgia. And you have convinced me, and I'm going to spend the spring, I'm going to go to six conferences in the next four months i've decided you've inspired me i'll let you know what it's like at the end and during it because we'll have weekly shows but I'm you guys have really inspired it. i'm gonna hold yeah because there's a lot of the atlanta area is like a um center point for all the conferences that take place in the southeast that's that's a great place to be and it's conferences. not like i'm going to miss any football games now because it's over <laughs> True, true. Greg says he thinks there's a big one in Savannah, Georgia. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to Savannah. I've never been to Savannah. Oh, my that's, God. That's like the next place I want to head to is Savannah. It's a beautiful and place. My there. wife's going to Charleston next weekend. Next week. I don't get to go with her, but Charleston's another place that I'm dying to go. But I'm going to go to writers' conferences in all these places. That's what I'm going to do. I'll let you know how it's going. Well, that sounds exciting. I like it. I like so, it. So, can we talk about Chat GPT? Yes, because I actually know what that is because Josh was like in hog heaven 
I don't know what that is, Russell. What were you saying, Amy, about Josh? He's hog heaven wine? Oh, he was in hog heaven, and that is pretty much like what all of him and his engineering friends and <coughs> colleagues at work were doing one day. They were asking it all kinds of engineering questions. Yeah, well, it's it's uh, perfect for people like Josh. Okay, yeah. this is what think uh, uh, using a computer to write a book, right, Sandy? That's what you can do with this. Ah, okay. And uh, a perfect example is: say you decide to do a blog. You need to do a blog for your web page but you're lazy okay so you get on chat gpt and you ask it uh subjects for a blog list seven uh seven tricks to writing a short story and then it will list the seven tricks then you say uh outline uh three topics on each trick and then it'll do that then say now write uh a, a blog on those seven subjects and it'll it'll write it now say, next say now write an introduction paragraph then it writes it now say put in more detail it puts in more detail then now say make this the blog more humorous and it makes it more humorous then say make the blog more uh informal then it rewrites it and makes it more informal then say make a uh a happy final conclusion to the blog then it puts that on there then say print so how do you get into this chat GPT? It's free. It's easy. Go to OpenAI, then okay. go to Chat GPT, then log in, then answer questions, then off you go. Wow. Oh, okay. Have you played around with it already? I have been doing tutoring courses. You could the before I do something like this, I always go to YouTube and start doing tutoring courses. And wow. we can see on the show right now, Amy's doing it, right? Aren't you, Amy? <laughs> I am because uh, Josh had a good idea when he introduced me to it as it can help you create copy for social media. There's also yes. one that'll help you create graphics. Yes. Right, if you want it to do that. I don't know much about Oh that. my gosh. There's this, there's another, there's this, I came across it while I was doing these tutoring things for ChatGPT. There is another uh, new AI that you can become a member of and you can, you can type in koala shooting a basketball. And it will create a picture out of nothing of a koala shooting a, pit, a basketball. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. So you can you could create all the copy you want. You could create all the pictures you want with those two. It's unbelievable what's out there now. And this is all breaking. 
And guess who is one of the two starters of OpenAI? Who? Elon Musk. Oh. Of course. Well, okay. So I'm going to play devil's advocate, okay, which is usually Russell's job. But this is a conversation me and Josh had. And I would love to know your guys' take on this whole thing, right? So you were starting to fight with Josh and you said. <laughs> I guess. So I, as I mean, as cool as it is that it can help you write copy and stuff. It's I, also uncool, by the way. We all know the uncool side of it. No, right? I know it's uncool, but I also feel like it's a scary thing. That's my point. That's the like uncool that. part. Right. And so I'm like, man, this is so scary because, you know, when back, you know, when I watched like iRobot and all those other ones, these things take over. And then like that Megan movie, I watched the trailer for the other day. Right. And so I don't think any of that's going to happen, but I kind of feel like it, in my opinion, feeds to people being lazy and not stretching their minds. Yeah, that's why actually, that's why on our author show, I described how you can have ChatGPT write a blog for you because essentially you're doing nothing. You're producing a blog that you could represent as yours because you think it's yours because you did it for free and you asked the, you are actually asked ChatGP the questions to create the blog. So it's essentially, I guess, yours, but you didn't write it. You didn't think about it. You didn't experience the seven tricks that's in the blog or know the problems with the seven, right? So you're right. Right. Well, but I mean, I also think, right, because I mean, they had kind of mentioned with, you know, college papers and stuff, the worry about plagiarism and stuff, because it's writing it for you. And I think it would kind of defeat, you know, just the spark of stretching your mind creatively in those things and being resourceful and stuff. Because you guys remember when social media went down for like one day and everybody lost their minds because they couldn't get on Facebook or anything like that. And they were like, they didn't know what to do with themselves, you know? And it's kind of like, well, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know if I would use it to be honest. Cause I like to stretch myself that creative route. So I don't know. Well, you have to, you're going to have to use it cause you're going to have to know about it. And yeah, it's mean. really cool. Cause this is how, this is how I'm going to use it. This is how I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it to help me in my novels know certain things about areas or places or smells or taste or, uh, and this is another one, or uh, new ideas on what am I going to eat tonight? Yeah. I thought of that, but that well, JL Canfield, she has a good a good point, and it's I can't believe that writers are embracing this concept. Yes, it seems like a great idea, but it's not. This right can make humans obsolete. We no longer have to use our brains, and we can use this and create uh, politically correct words that do not let people engage their brains and make their own decisions regarding issues. And, you know, I can see that. She's like, a genius. I wish she was on this show talking more. I want to hear from her more about this. <laughs> JL, reach out to me in a message and I will get you booked on our show. Russell would love to have it. 
Greg also says that AI also takes away from individual arts as well. Yes. True. So I mean, that's, that's a great idea. Have, have a whole show on the AI with people like um, JL Canfield and Greg and other people. You can have several people. Right. And on, as a lawyer, I can always argue the opposite. Plus, we could put Josh on the show. He's obviously uh, the opposite. He's ready for the <laughs> robots to tell him what to do, right? He, yeah, I believe his <laughs> argument was it's great because for an option for people that don't want to separate or, ex, you know, expand themselves creatively in that route, but I know what I want to do, so I'll use it when I want, and then I'll stretch myself when I want, which, you know, I'm sure most people think that way, but it's scary. It's amazing. Most people think, don't think that way. Well, I mean, it's amazing to think or see that, you know, humans have created this technology and done all of that, but it's also scary on the flip side to see what that's going to evolve into, right? Like social media evolved into this mass thing. It's, you know, exciting and terrifying at the same time. So Miss Canfield, uh, I'm not embracing, but I, maybe I am embracing, I don't know, but uh, I am uh, exploring and how can I use this new tool and what is its dangers? I got to tell you, the more I got into it, though, the less. And I went into it wanting to be alarmed. Okay, I wanted to be alarmed. But the more I got into it, the less I saw it as a tool. And the less, I mean, the more I saw it as a tool and the less I was alarmed by it. Yeah. So she says, um, I think if you begin to use this and you'll start relying on it. I could see that. Yeah. I could definitely see that for sure. It's like coffee. <laughs> well, <okay. It's> like <laughs> well, so if you look at the progression we've seen over the past however many years, you know, first of all, we had no help. And then um, and then there was like things like Fiverr or people that would do it for hire. People that would do it for hire. And then Fiverr, people that would do it for $5. And, it, and now here we have something that's free that would do it for you. So we've kind of been being sucked in this whole time to having somebody or something help us with it. You think? I agree with all these. And the funny thing is, I even agree with both sides of the argument. I think that there's good arguments on both sides. The thing that I would stress the most is we're not going to stop it. We got to figure out how to deal with it because, you know, for 50 years, we've been talking about AI is coming, AI is coming. Well, yeah. it's here. This is it. What'd she say? She Coffee yeah. won't make you disengage from thinking. Yeah. Well, yeah. But other things do. And, they're just <laughs> well, coffee makes me a better thing. <laughs> a better thing. You know, and I have a whole computer full of PLR, the where people would write the whole content you buy, like ten articles on social media or ten articles on whatever, whatever. And I've got and every time I say, Well, I might do a blog on that someday, so I'd buy it. Cheap, 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 like four or five dollars. And now I've got a whole computer full of it that I never did use. It just seemed like a good idea. No, I mean, I don't, I think there's pros and cons to it, especially in the book industry. But so many things are, are changing in the book industry that this year, if you go and you listen to any 
I mean, you not book influencer, but book industry leader, right? If you go and you look at Kindlepreneur or you go and look at, you know, Publishers Rocket, they will all tell you that this year for authors is going to be a year that shakes everything up because there are so many changes coming, right? Besides all of that, you know, the cost of paper, distribution times have gone up, different avenues to distribute, right? Drop to digital, book funnel, all of these things being creative. And the fact, you know, what people are looking for, what agents are looking for, what the top five looking for to publish, all of these things are changing. So, I mean, it's a cool thing, you know, that AI, and I think it could have some benefits with it, but I think it's just one of those things that feeds into just everything's going to be shaken up this year, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know. What is that? What's the James Bond saying? He wants it shaken, not stirred. This is a shaken year, not a stirred year. Okay. I'm just saying. So we'll see <laughs> what happens. What is it? Let's see. JL says, I've never considered your point before, Sandy, but I can see where you're going. Um, I have never liked being told that you have to use SEO and analytics to write. I mean, that's true in a sense of like blog posts and stuff. If you're wanting to rank higher on Google and stuff, using those in your blog posts is important, but not in your novels, I would say. You know, it's funny, JL and Greg have kind of been our guest, uh, guest on the show today, at least <laughs> yeah, on this part you. of the show. Yeah. It's, it's worked out really well. I've always wanted our uh, viewers to somehow participate more than they really do in the show. But rarely have we stimulated a couple of our viewers where they really jump into the show. So it's been really nice today. Oh, I, I wish. If, Go ahead. You start talking about AI, you're going to get a lot more, a lot of participation because that's a really hot topic right now. And, you know, how well, that's why I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and, it's important uh, as one expands oneself uh, to stay on the edge of knowing these things. And especially someone like you, Amy, because you have to be on the edge of knowing these things because of your profession and your business. And so I wanted to bring, uh, apparently Josh agrees with me that you need to know about this stuff <laughs> because he was pushing it on you, even though you were telling him bad bad and he was saying good he was he was like this is going to be great amy no because i can think for myself and i'm like yeah but i mean it's a, i don't know i'm sometimes i'm just i don't know devil sometimes you're a contrarian and also you see the trap just like uh just like uh our guest on the show today you see the trap i actually do too and i went into it uh very negative and came out of it not as negative, mainly because I saw how I could use it to do research when I'm writing novels. So I actually came out. Yeah. Of well, I think that is, you know, an interesting thing. But I mean, there's also so many other avenues. Like there's one that'll create the graphics and stuff for you, which to me is de-stressing. So I'm like, I don't even want to look at that one because that's just de-stressing for me mentally to create them, you know? So, so are you saying that the other new web thing that I was talking about that I came across this weekend where you type in a few words and it koala shooting a basketball and it makes a whole picture for you? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I mean, it's something like that. Like I could be like, Hey, I'm wanting this kind of genre book that's on 
the, and you know, a woman's hand sitting on a beach, right? And it would make it look like a real photo. And for me, it, you know, that's just. And it does look like a real photo. It's shocking. It's now, sho are, have you pulled it up? Have you found it, Amy? What? The, I haven't what done I'm the graphic about? one. I have the other one. You're talking about the chat? I have that one. Yeah. Russell, use. <laughs> Russell, use uh, encyclopedias. And I, I do use Canva to create graphics. <laughs> <laughs> It crap to be honored. Um, I don't. I think it's. I don't know. There's so many different things. I've I've also experienced in the book industry, Russell. I would love to know your feel. I know Sandy's opinion on it. But book signings at bookstores, those seem to be going away. They seem to not be wanting to do that unless they already host your book in the store. Right. But they won't accept new authors in there, so you can't really get in there anymore. But yet more and more authors are wanting book signings and are being declined because they're no longer offering them. I think uh, the world is ruled by algorithms, as you know. And yeah. the algorithm is how you sell everything. And, uh, you know, you remember when I was selling my first book, how Sandy and you and I argued so much about this because I'm a big believer in algorithms. And, uh, but the world is changing again and the world yeah. is changing just this year. And shock of shock, I'm so happy. Bookstores are coming back and they're coming back well. And so there's a lot of exciting things happening. Yeah, I, and that's how I feel. I feel whatever's going on at the moment. If bookstores and having book people in person, which after COVID, everybody wanted to do more in person. They wanted to be around people. They've been in their house or, or secluded for a long time and now they're ready to be out. Therefore, you have bookstores coming back. You have book signings coming back. But it will go, I mean, there's always going to be that it's just easier to do it online and easier to come in my office and get on a Zoom call than it is to drive, you know, 30 minutes to something. So I think you have to look at the cyclical thing of it as well. Yeah, for sure. And even, you know, JL, who's traditionally published, says that, you know, she loves doing signings in, in person and they are getting harder and harder to get these events, which is true. But there are different you know, Greg in his comic cons, there are book lover cons and book festivals that are coming back that are wanting authors to come and highlight and stuff. So it may look, that may be what's turning into authors, you know, meet and greet in person, book signings, those kind of things is having to go to those festivals and stuff. And so, what, what type of books does she write? Our, our guest. I don't know. JL, what kind of books do you write? Can you message me, comment, one of those? Put that in the comments. Because a lot of times, I mean, right now, of course, science fiction, science fiction fantasy is like one of the hottest topics. In working with my one client that I still have and looking for an agent, I see lots of agents looking for fantasy or science fiction fantasy. But historical fiction, World War II historical fiction, you don't see a lot of agents looking for them. And that's why we've had... We've had a really rough time looking for an agent for him. 
So a lot of times it is the type of book that you have that makes you, it makes it easier to get people to come see you. Because even if you get a book signing in a bookstore, getting people to come out and buy the book is even harder. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. But I also think people wanting agents is going down. <laughs> she writes nonfiction and fiction. What kind of fiction do you write? And I'm not yelling. That's just my my normal tone. <laughs> just, Did somebody think you were yelling? <laughs> yeah, she thought I was yelling at her, JL. I'm not yelling. I got to tell you, JL, you know when Amy's yelling. Because yeah. she, her facial expressions completely change. But and JL, goes, I'll tell you, she doesn't she normally yell at anybody but her husband. Uh, I've heard her a few <laughs> times, Sandy. You're not, you're a little bit too nice about that. I've seen <laughs> the other side. <laughs> well, maybe she was yelling at you then, Russell, but she's never yelled at No, me. only Fern does that. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't know what, what that, that is. is. I don't know what that is. Russell, do you know what that is? Yes, but we do need to go. <laughs> is it time to go? Not for um, you, but for uh, the show, yes. Detective <laughs> Mystery and Contemporary Roommate. Amy, dark side? Yes, I do have a dark side. Everybody does. JL, those are right up my alleys. So for oh, sure. I love those too. I have JL. no dark yeah. side. I'm just a wonderful person. And he is, 100%. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go, JL, but in the comments, would you put the title of some of your books? I'd love to go get one. Her nonfiction has to do with mental health. So you guys, we hope you guys have a fantastic Sunday. Oh. A great rest of your week. I have gotten a roundup signal from Russell. So you guys, until next week, we'll catch you all later. Bye, everybody. Bye.